Okay, hey everybody. Welcome back to Confident You Podcast. Here with me, your host, Marion Swingler. Honored to have you here at our podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your support. Tonight, we are here yet again to talk about confidence. Listen, if I've, I've described confidence before as your belief in yourself, your faith in yourself. Sometimes other people see it before you do, but then when you recognize it, you have to be willing to invest in yourself. Tonight, we're here to give those tactics, tools, those thoughts from someone I recently met. And to me, she's amazing, absolutely amazing. If you listen to anything, if you go to see anything, actually, If you can't hear everything, it kind of takes away from what's going on. So to me, she enhances everything. Everyone in her industry enhances everything that we do with the art of sound. So without further ado, I like to bring uh, a little girl (laughs) from a small hometown from Rocky Mount, North Carolina. But now she's a grown woman in a big town, doing big things, introducing my friend and hopefully soon yours, Kay Richards, Richardson of founder and CEO of Sounds by Kay. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Marion? Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. Um, Let's go ahead and get right into it, because I did mention that you were a little, once a little girl from a small hometown. I think she's still in there. So let's have her come forward. Well, let's tell her story. Where are you from and what's your family dynamic? I'm from Rocky Mount, so it's like no bigger than like 54,000 people Um, (laughs) with one mall. That's only one level. And, you know, when people want to do stuff, they go to Raleigh, which is like 45 minutes away to to go hang out. Um, To do something, you leave. To do something, you leave. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I mean, but it's better. Like, my parents grew up in a much smaller town of like 800 people. And they they don't have a grocery store. They don't have a stoplight. So, you know, Rocky Mountain is better. (laughs) Rocky Mountain is better. Wait, didn't you tell me that's a city? It's city. They call themselves a city. It's like Rocky Mountain, the city on the rise, but it's it's not a city. <laughs> it's not a city. And has it risen since you were a little girl? They started to they've started to add some things, but it's not okay. really that different. It's not really that different. Really that different. But as a child, I'm sure you thought it's the sign says city. This is what it is. Exactly. That's what I thought until I went okay. to a city. All right. And I think there's another fun fact about you. You are. There's not just you born on that day to your parents. No, it's I'm a twin. <laughs> You're a twin. You're a twin. So how was that growing up? Because I, for me, thinking about it, I would be like, is there competition? Is there love? I think everybody is different. So I'm not saying this is, would be the same. I just want to know your. No, we're super close. Um, I mean, there was always going to be competition, but I call it healthy competition. So, like okay. in in school, we would take we were in the same Spanish class, mm-hmm. and she would get an A plus, and I would get like an A minus, and I would like scratch out 
I'm gonna scratch out the A minus and put an A plus. So that was because it wasn't gonna go down like that. It wasn't know. gonna go down like that. But now we we we've always been super close. Um, mm-hmm. we talk several times a day. Still. That's when awesome. I moved to New Jersey, she moved to DC. We moved the exact same day and we didn't even okay. plan it. So okay. 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 There was, there was a move in the works for the both of you <laughs> on that day. Okay. Exactly. So you have a twin, and that's a blessing, I think, because is there there has to be comfort in knowing that there's someone there. Definitely. All right. And she's the only one who like got to see like the true me um growing up. Whereas in like everybody didn't get that. Everyone didn't get all of me. She got all of me the whole time, whether she wanted okay. it or not. She got the I, whole me. <laughs> she said wanted it or not. Wanted it or not, she got the whole me. She got the whole you. So um, so you're saying she got A plus and you got I don't even understand the A minus. It was that snidget <laughs> yes, of a grade, and you were like, yeah, no, that's not that's not the story that's gonna get told. But let's get to the topic of the art of sound. Because I want everyone to understand what it is that you do. Can you tell everyone what it is that you do? All right. So I am a full-time sound supervisor at Princeton University. And then outside of that, I have my own company and I am a live sound engineer. So I make sound for plays, musicals, concerts, church events or services. I'm a sound designer. So I create soundscapes and effects for uh, plays as well as musicals. I'm also a sound consultant. So I like help people with deciding on what kind of equipment they want to buy for their space. Also helping with installation and also help train their staff. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wait, how did you start on a journey to be in sound in all of those areas as a designer, as the um, the supervisor, training people, consulting? How did you start on that journey? Uh, well, <laughs> because I am a twin and she, my twin always knew she wanted to be an attorney. You know, everyone looks at me like, so what do you want to do? <laughs> so one day after service, my pastor came up to me and was like, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, I see you in the sound room. And I just started laughing. Like, I have no clue what that is. And wow. the crazy part is that like my sisters, I, I would always record <laughs> music from the radio because we couldn't afford to buy a CD. Right. I would chop it up every time we'd just be jamming and the music would cut off. And my sisters were like, I'm glad you don't do this as a profession. Like, I'm glad this is not your thing. So when I told them, I was like, hey, the Bishop Graves was like, he see me in the sound room. They was like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> he has not heard your work. <laughs> you are terrible. <laughs> wow. Wait, how old were you at that? Or how old were you guys at that time? It's two of you there. Yeah, 16. So. 16. I quit three times because I was terrible at it. And then the third time I quit, he said, what do I have to do to keep you in the sound room? And I said, bring in a professional to train me so that I can get better at it. And that's what he did. And when he brought in that professional, like he went through the sound system and I was like, yo, this is it. I'm doing this. I love it. (laughs) Wait, so you're telling me your pastor was able to see your gift in you without you never revealing anything to your knowledge. Cause I'm sure like most churches, 
there were other ministries there, right? Because most people normally try to tell kids to get into the choir. There yep. were other ministries there. Yep. It was a small town. How I many mean, I used to sing in the choir at first. I quit that okay. too. But I used to sing in the choir, but okay. there, were, there were other things. Okay. But he, that's the only avenue that he was impressing upon you to be a part of. Yes. Okay. And then you say he brought someone in and it kind of flipped the switch for you. Definitely. What, how did it make you feel? Cause and most people would be like, okay, it was just sound. You just turn it up, turn it down. How does it, and you started in church in your industry. Is that a normal Avenue for people to start there? No, most of the people that I know of who started out in sound started like they, it was theater or the recording studio, but not necessarily church. Okay. Not the ones that I know. (laughs) And so what made you, what made this a light switch moment, a light bulb moment for you? Why is this so important to you? At that point, why was it? Because it was like, it's like if you go to a show and you're Mm -hmm. sitting there like, I can't, what are they saying? Right. And then somebody comes in and they clean up that sound so much. It's like the best sounding experience you have ever had. And I was just like the fact that he could come in and take something that sounded terrible and clean it up. So Uh that made it crystal clear. Okay. now I can focus on the service and I'm not focused on how terrible the sound is. I want to be able to do that for somebody. Okay. 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 And church is the first place that put that in you. That is very, very special. Um, So from church, what happened next? Then I was like, I have to go to school for it, but I wasn't quite sure what it was called. (laughs) So I ended up going to school and I I got into radio and TV production. Okay. And that was a lot of fun. Then I had to have an internship to graduate from college and the recording studio. Radio and TV production. (laughs) <laughs> you okay you've mentioned a lot okay i'm not gonna stop you keep going because you keep i'm like wait so okay go ahead I, so, so i went to school and i did radio and tv production and i had a lot of fun with that i learned how to like do a loop for a psa and i got to record and do that and then i for my internship i got into theater because um recording studios didn't pay you for your internship and my dad was like mm-mm so I, I went to the Yahoo search engine, was like, pay sound internships. And that's how I found theater. And I just applied to a bunch of jobs and I got hired. So that's how I got into theater doing sound. And okay. then after that internship turned into a full-time job, I did it for two years. And I was like, I still want to go back to school for, for sound in the studio. So then I, I moved to Maryland to go to recording school. And I did like a comprehensive program of like live sound and recording. Okay. And post-production. And then after recording school, I ended up, and while I was in recording school, I was a company manager at Shakespeare Theater Company. Ma'am, how do you wait? Okay, so I know it's going to seem like I'm backtracking, but how do you get the confidence from the moment your pastor says, do this? You quit three times and now you've made this your life's work. I mean, I think for me, it's like, because after, after Tommy came and trained me, like at this point, I get to keep doing it every, every Sunday, every Wednesday in church. So like every time I'm in the room, I'm building up my confidence. 
And I'm also like in the back of my head, I'm going to school for this. I'm about to learn everything I can possibly learn. Like once I decide I want to do something, that's a wrap. Like I'm like everything I can do to learn this, I'm doing it. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. I can I must be honest in my experience with plays and shows and things like that. I don't really see female engineers. I've seen at my church they did have um two um, but I don't really see female engineers. So is that something that's rare in your field? Yeah, I'm definitely. When I was in the South, I saw less. So okay. as I go to like now that I'm in the North, I see a lot more okay. female sound engineers in my field. Mm-hmm. I do not see women of color sound engineers in my field. OK, so that's something I rarely see. OK, so with that being something you rarely see, how do you deal with that has that ever been a challenge for you Mm-mm. No. it's never been a challenge for you no because I, I try not to let that bother me like that I just I want to like I've made up in my mind this is where I want to go and this is what I have okay. to do to deal with to get there and I'm just gonna go for it it, it bothers me to, to the extent that I do want to train other women of color yes. and help build their confidence into doing yeah. it like I, I want more more women of color to get involved in sound yes okay Okay, so that's an internal confidence. It's never bothered you. Externally, Correct. has anyone ever, has that been an issue for you in your industry? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I didn't know. I didn't know at first until after I like moved to Atlanta to do sound. I kept trying to figure out, like, why was I not getting hired? And luckily, I went to like this, this one group of people. And I went to give him my resume and the guy said, I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be hard for you to find a job because you're a woman and you're a woman of color. And I was so appreciative that he was honest. And I said, "Okay, but like, can you can you take my resume anyway? (laughs) And then a light bulb went off when I got home and I was like, is that why I've been having a hard time getting work? So I changed my name on my resume from Kanitha, which is my first name, to K. Okay. Then I decided not only am I going to change my name to K, I'm going to diversify my resume so much that when people see my name come across or my resume come across their desk, they will not know what race I am. So at least I will get an interview. And I feel like if I can get an interview, once you talk to me, that's a wrap. Come on here. And, come it, on and here. it worked. So I started getting more <laughs> I started getting more phone calls, more interviews. I started getting hired for more jobs just by changing my name and diversifying my resume. Just by changing your name to address the female, like you don't need to know. You just need to know what work I do, what value I bring. And then diversifying. How did you diversify? I understand you changed your name, but how did you diversify? What did that entail? Well, it helped because I was working at Six Flags over Georgia and they hired me for the R&B show. But then they couldn't keep anybody for the country show. So they said, hey, Kay, do you want to run the country show as well? I was like, yep. <laughs> so, and then I ended up applying for a tour that was also another country show. And so I started applying for tours that were like a variety of music, musical backgrounds and tours yeah. in states that like, like Montana, North Dakota, like just all like everywhere. So when you see my resume, you're just like, I I don't know. (laughs) Right, right. So you have to just look, go by those credentials. That is awesome. How did you figure that's No, it's amazing that you figured out how not to get around 
the situation, but to go through it. You made your own path. Come on here. You made your <laughs> own path. What? I don't think that that's like a big confidence booster. I just want to make sure we acknowledge that when things come up and challenges and, and just the, the racism, sexism comes up, rears its ugly head, don't get frustrated. You nope. figured out another way, another avenue to combat it. You didn't protest. You didn't, not saying that those things are wrong by any means, I'm not. But I'm saying you figured out a way to make your own lane. They didn't I even know you were, you were there. <laughs> I had to. Because I'm like, even when I tried to find somebody to like mentor me, I would ask and no one wanted to like mentor me or do anything. So I had to figure out like, how do I still learn from people when no one's willing to teach me? Right. And that's when I learned that like, but you're in the room with me. So I'm going to like watch you without you knowing I'm watching you. And I'm still going to learn from you. So while you said no to teaching me, you have still taught me without knowing you taught me. Wait. Okay. So you got around female. You got around race. And now you're telling me they don't want to teach you. And you figured out how to learn it. How? Okay. All right. So how do you now take all of this that you've learned? Wait, where has your career taken you? Because you take all of this and you take it on the road. Where have you been doing what you do? Um, Thankfully, it has taken me to over 45 countries around the world and to all 50 states in the United States of America. <laughs> 45 countries. Give me your top three and why. Tahiti, <laughs> New what? Zealand, uh -huh. and Mykonos, Greece. Okay, why Tahiti? See, I got to go there and celebrate my 30th birthday for free. Um, <laughs> and it was absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> so Tahiti is right up there. <laughs> New Zealand? New Zealand. Oh, my gosh. I flew into Auckland, and I just had such an amazing time and was able to relax so much. It's kind of like that peaceful, beautiful environment for me. And I like places that, because I've been so many places, I like the places that don't resemble like other places that I've been to. Okay. And then Mykonos, Greece, first of all, it is blue and white. Blue is my favorite color. I, I absolutely <laughs> love Mykonos. <laughs> I wanted to live in Mykonos three months out of the year. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So how have you then taken everything that you've learned, your love for the art of sound, and shared that art with others? Like basically by teaching others. So like, no matter where I go, like even when I was on the road, I had a 13 year old kid who was my assistant for the day. And he was like my favorite assistant. So I got to like teach him and I've been able to like teach kids from, I think the youngest I've taught is like six years old. And it was crazy because they were like, hey, I just want to know like how to turn my microphone on. And so I will teach the six-year-old how to turn their microphone on, and they'll come and do their own sound check. Um, <laughs> so like from six years old to like even older, like college students and stuff. So okay. I think it's just been nice to, to be able to go around and teach. Um, and especially like when I moved to Atlanta and I started teaching the students at the different universities. So like every time I would go to another university, they would have me teach a sound design class. Okay. All right. So how did that start? How did mentoring and teaching start for you? 
Uh, my best friend, <laughs> she, like, when I first moved to Atlanta, she's the one who got me into sound design. Okay. And she worked at Spelman College. And so she was like, hey, Kay, I want you to design sound for my show. And I was like, what is that? I don't even know what sound design is. <laughs> and so she, and she was like, Kay, you're just going to read the play. It's going to tell you what effects it, it calls for. And you're going to get the effects. And I was like, okay. So then after I did sound for her show, that's how like other professors started hiring me to do sound design for their show. And then it just kept going from there and there and there. She's also the one who got me into teaching, <laughs> who got me into teaching because then I started teaching some of the students at Spelman about sound. And I started mentoring some of the students there about sound. So it started all at Spelman and because of okay. my best friend. <laughs> okay. It started at, you had someone who believed in, so you seem like you've always had someone who believed oh in this gift that you have. And they've been able to go, eh, you can take it up a notch. Yep. You can and turn I it up with it too. <laughs> and you run with it. I do. How, how, what is there something that you say to yourself or have always done to build your confidence, to help you be confident in something? Cause these are all, everything you're saying is unknown going to all those countries. You didn't know them before you went there. Even traveling the United States, you don't know everywhere when you go there. So how do you confidently show up and do what you do? Uh, I mean, basically, like I tell myself, it doesn't matter if I know how to do it or not. I will figure it out, period. Like, that's that's kind of like my slogan for my life is I don't have to know it. I will figure it out. I am that confident that I can figure it out. Okay. <laughs> if I can't figure it out, I know that God is going to help me figure it out. Okay. Clarity or aligning me with the right person or people in my life to help me. So. Okay. All right. Going to figure that thing out. <laughs> so you mentor you teach, you supervise. How, where have, where else have you been? You've talked about being in schools, being in churches, plays, on the road. Where else have you used this gift? I've also got to use it at the like at the arena because I used to do sound for hockey games. So that 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 was a lot of fun as well. And I've also done sound for AV companies as well. Okay, okay. I still, I think I've heard tell that you've done sound on cruises. Oh, right. Oh, I don't, how do I leave out, leave all cruise ships? Yes. That's like one of the favorite ones. Yes. Sound on cruise ships as well. Okay. All right. All right. So when they have events on the cruise ship, you're doing the sound or is that, how does that work? So, so basically like they have, they have uh, the, like, I work for Royal Caribbean, so they're like the Royal Caribbean singers and dancers. Okay. They have their production shows, so they may have like three production shows throughout the week. You have guest entertainers, so you have two guest entertainers that come up there throughout the week, so you get to do sound for them. And then on top of that, you have like a Welcome Aboard show with another guest entertainer and <laughs> the Royal Caribbean singers. Um, okay. And then the Farewell show as well, so it's, it's a lot of entertainment throughout the week. My goodness. Okay. And it's cool because I got to mix sound for people from all around the world. So, <laughs> okay. So how did you end up at Princeton and what do you do there? Um, so I was going through this transition in my life and I was looking for a full-time job and I just was like looking online and I saw Princeton University is hiring for a sound engineer. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even know they had a theater department. So I ended up applying because they don't have one space. They have several spaces and they have more than one console. And because of that, that's, I'm more interested in that because I get bored easily. 
And so I'm like, okay, I will not get bored here. So I was like, I'm gonna play. This is like my dream job right here. So <laughs> I ended up applying and then I got it. All right. All right. So what can we expect from Sounds by K in the future? What's in the okay. work? I'm hoping this is my next thing that I'm, I'm working on is I want to be able to tell my stories through animation and add 3D sound to it. Okay. So that's, Tell that's your stories. Like your stories. You write stories. What do you mean your stories? Well, I've kind of like been writing down. Like I just had an accident like in 2021. Okay. And so I started writing a story about the accident and how I have been, how I am coming back from the accident. So like okay. I couldn't do sound for almost a year. And so the story of like not being able to do sound and how I used to feel defined, like I used to think that being a sound engineer, that was me. I defined myself by who, who what I did. Yes. And now I no longer define myself by what I do. I define myself by like who God says I am. But mm-hmm. it was a transition to get me to that place. And so just the story about like coming from that to like the healing process and where I'm at now. Wow. Okay. Ma'am, confidence all in you. So I'd like you to take the time now just to tell the people what it is that you offer in terms of services, about your company. And there you are. All right. So my company enhances the oral experience that people have. I provide mixing for musicals, concerts, and churches. I also provide sound design for theatrical plays and musicals. I provide consulting services to anyone who needs assistance deciding what equipment to buy for their space, as well as installation and training of their staff. Services are available virtually and (laughs) face-to-face, and you can reach me at soundsbyk.com and listen to some samples of my work. Thank you. All right. Sounds amazing. Sounds by K. My goodness. I appreciate you coming here tonight. I appreciate uh, the journey that you've shared with us, how you keep that confidence going because you're going to learn it. That's amazing. So just before you leave us tonight, is there something that you, a confident tip that you would like to leave with us about the art of sound? Yes. Before I say, I just want to say thank you again so much, Marion, for this and for letting me be up here. It is my honor. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, I want to say take classes, do research online, ask your colleagues or friends in your field, watch other people do it, practice it and apply it. Like basically, those are all the things that I do to build up my confidence in any area where I don't have confidence. I don't think there's an area like that, at least in the time that I've known you. I haven't heard that, but that's the thing. We don't, you, you, you don't, um, when you're confident, you don't recognize, you have to recognize those areas where you're not confident. Those things that, that those aren't those things. So all those tools are definitely things to help build up. And I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Yes. All right. Now. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. It has been amazing. I'm honored to have you here with me tonight. So uh, another one down. I'm very excited. I appreciate everyone who's supporting me on my journey to Confident You Podcast. 
Thank you. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow me at, if I don't do this this time, let me tell you how bad this is going to be for me. So let me make sure. Yes. Thank you. Would you like you to follow me on Instagram at Marion Swingler and Confident You Podcast and on Facebook at Marion Swingler as well as like, share, subscribe. If there's anything here that you feel someone else could glean from, please share this with them. I appreciate your support. Thank you. Have a great night.